in this time, keeping in touch is important. So words and conversation and connection are a lot more important than the physical. You still need outside support. I think we're really fortunate that we live in this world where most people are digitally connected. I like the New Zealand term, who's in your bubble, uh, because they're negotiating the people that they'll be in contact with while they're in lockdown. Now for our fortnightly look at love, dating, sex, everything in between with resident pleasure activist, sexologist and relationships counsellor, Tanya Coons. Hey, Brady. Hi. <laughs> um, <laughs> so today we are looking at love in lockdown and I actually have a little bit of the Kanye West song to play. Yes, love in lockdown, or maybe not so much if you're separated from the rest of the world and people you want to be with. So today we've got a few tips for you. For people in a relationship, how to keep the peace while you are experiencing this sort of lock-in time. And for people who are out of a relationship, how you can visit each other according to the law um, and, and how you can enhance your video and phone chats to make sure you're getting the most out of them. So let's get right into it, Tanya Coons. Uh, with people who are living together, how can you avoid driving each other crazy? Mm, that's a really big question, is it not? <laughs> yes, uh, <laughs> I, I just I just want to say I've seen a lot of people posting, you know, that they, they've never noticed how loud their partner eats before. And then as soon as I read that, I was like, oh, wow, that is annoying, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, I think it's kind of like accelerated getting to know you kind of thing. So the, the little things that used to slightly bug you, might really become magnified when you don't get that time apart. So I think it's important to realise that if you're in a live-in relationship, that extra time together could be stressful and that you will you really need some alone time. So how do you get that? You know, is it that we're going to sit in separate rooms for a while or is it that you take your exercise and I get some time in the house alone and then I'll take my exercise. So we're getting a little bit of time like that um how do we negotiate that we need to focus for work so you can't sort of stroll past in your underwear with a cup of coffee and talk to me when I really need to be focused on my work right now and how do we adapt to and adjust to missing our friends and colleagues and that contact so we need to think about all of these things uh is that yeah for the living apart people mm. a lot of people are asking can you visit according to the law yeah did you say that you had some people texting in about that yeah people are wondering what the go is because it is changing so frequently can i go and see someone i've just started dating who lives a couple of suburbs away yeah i i think like i've been reading this as well it has changed the government's been a little bit ambiguous at first they said only two people gatherings. If you live in a house with another person, then you can't ask anyone over, and that includes your family and your partners. Mm. But I think they've laxed that a little bit. The Victorian government started it, and New South Wales has followed through, saying that if you have a partner that lives in another residence, you can travel between the two residences, providing that you're really paying attention to uh, disinfecting and social distancing and and talking to each other about, I like the New Zealand term, who's in your bubble, uh, because they're negotiating the people that they'll be in contact with while they're in lockdown. So I think if you're meeting people as partnerships, then you actually need to know if your partner lives in the share house, who else is coming and going, what else is happening, and what are you doing in the household to take care of disinfecting or, you know, washing clothes, making sure surfaces so that you're not bringing things in and leaving them there. 
in terms yeah. of infection. And if both parties are coming from, or all parties are coming from share houses, you're just like magnifying that risk. So more reason to take care. Let's go back to people who are in live-in relationships already. People are saying that we might be going to see a baby boom after COVID-19 <laughs> from all this time at home alone together. You're a Maybe. sexologist. Have your clients been coming in to you and sort of saying like, oh. you know, we've, We've got all this time. We're well, not coming in, but like, what have they been talking to you about? You know, sex in no, in this time. What's really interesting is I've had a lot of people who saw me maybe seven or eight years ago about mismatched libido, and they're now like, "Oh, we're going to be locked down together. How are we going to manage this?" Because it's quite, uh, and it's it's a real theme because people are like, "Well, one, my partner really is excited that we're going to have all this great sexy time together, but I actually don't want to do that." And so how do you negotiate that? Because also if if you're having trouble negotiating that and one partner's getting angry or sulking or things like that, when you're locked down together, that's really difficult mm. to manage. So I think um, you have to really talk about this. You know, if people are expecting to have sexy times, it's like, what does that look like? Am I up for it? If we are going to do that, it's not going to, maybe not going to be a spontaneous love fest when you think about it. Maybe I need to negotiate work or the kids or just, feeling like I want to be into it and um, and talk about it. Like if you're saying you want to experiment, well, what do you want to do? You know, a lot of people are like, I don't want to talk about sex because it's really boring. But I'm thinking, you know what? You've got this whole lockdown period to perfect your chatting about sex skills because it's going to be very important. So get on it and start talking about it. If you have any questions for our resident sexologist, Tanya Coons, about love and dating in this time of lockdown, do get in touch on 0409 945 945. And maybe you've got a friend like I do, someone who just started going out with a guy and then it all started to get locked down. So they've been seeing each other for a few weeks and they just decided, look, it looks like it's going this way and they just moved in together. They kind of sped up the process quite a lot and moved in together so that they have each other during this kind of confusing and scary time. For anyone who's rushed yeah. into this live-in situation, who's just started a relationship and been like, okay, we need to move in real quick, what would your advice be for them and uh, what could be some of the concerns? Um, two weeks is really quick. I've been talking to people. I was chatting to a journalist the other day actually about um, that they were moving in with their partner after three months or four months. Their partner was keeping, they were living in a shared household, so their partner decided not to let their room go but keep it just in case things didn't work out, which seems smart. They made an agreement that it was going to be just for the pandemic, so they weren't going to, like, make this a big uh, relationship super commitment. And I guess, you know, you really need to think that this is not like a decision of moving in together because this is 24-7. You don't have the opportunity to break time by going to work or meeting with your mates or doing all of the things that make you sort of independent. So you're going to be really, really speed dating, I guess, or intense dating where you get to know somebody very fast. So you need to sort of understand that this may not be romantic, that you're going to find out all the things that irk you in record time rather than over time <laughs> as you're putting down all the other good stuff. Yeah. But do you think people might need some companionship in this time? Like going through it alone for people who do live alone, I would imagine would be so scary and, and a lot harder than for people who live with somebody else. Um, true. I live alone and went through all of that anxiety stuff. And, you know, it, it's it's really, really difficult. Um, I think, though, 
when you're living alone or even when you're just living with the two of you, you still need outside support and outside contact. So I think we're really fortunate that we live in this world where most people are digitally connected. So we can talk on the phone and we can have little video meetings. We can meet in chat rooms. We can do a whole bunch of stuff. And it's really nice if people are checking in on you. So you can sort of organize a check-in circle and tell your friends, hey, listen, this is a bit freaky for me because I'm on my own. Is it all right if we have a chat once a week or once a day or whatever it is that you need? Because most people right now are pulling together and being very cool about this situation. We've got a text here that says, my partner works uh, at a supermarket, which is a customer-facing job. How can we manage going over to each other's houses in a good way, considering they have to be out in public all the time? Yeah, that's a really good question. A lot of people who are at the front line, like doctors and nurses and people like that, are actually looking for separate accommodation at these times so they cannot infect their, their partner or family. I think these are your choices. I think you also need to really then take care about the disinfection and hygiene. So if you're coming back from work, it's totally scrub your body with um, soap and water. It's get some medical grade disinfectant wipes, have them all around, wear gloves if you're at work or if you're exiting out of work. Uh, And then how do you get into the house? Leave your shoes outside so you don't bring anything in. Take your clothes off at the door, put them in a basket that goes straight to the wash. Um, don't hug your loved one until you've washed your hands and disinfected. It sounds really, you know, awful, like you're coming to some sort of airlock, but you really want to be careful about what you're doing and what you're bringing into the house. And some people, they're living with their partners, but social distancing because they are out like that. Yeah, shout out to everyone who is working in a public-facing job right now, keeping society going yeah. along. Hey, we're going to go to a quick track right now, but when we return, dating from a distance, Tiny Coons, our resident sexologist, has all the tips you need to keep the spark alive when you can't be together. This is The Archer by Alexandra Saviour. You're on FBI 94.5. I took some pleasure at the burning of the cross before and heaven could Let's talk about sex on FBI 94.5 Mornings. Bridie with you. Joining me is our resident sexologist and pleasure activist, Tanya Coons, and we are looking at love in the time of lockdown. Tanya, let's talk about some of the things we can be working on if we are apart from our significant other or others, starting with the love letter. What's this one? Ah, this is a great time to perfect the love letter. If you can't see each other, you can write to each other. You can actually do this with pen and paper because I know Australia Post is still working, but you can also do that via email or you might even do that using chat applications, you know, WhatsApp or the like. So, yeah, spend a bit of time thinking about your partner and writing to them about the things that you like and the things that you miss. I think this is a dying art and it could definitely do with some revival. And what's the difference between a love letter and a long text? How does a love letter sort of go? (laughs) Well, I think a love letter is a long text might just be a bit chit-chatty, yeah, like this is what I'm doing, what I had for breakfast, blah, blah, blah. But the love letter is more about I'm sitting down to intentionally write to you and tell you that I'm missing you and that I love you and that these are the things that I appreciate and cherish about you. I think you know, in this time keeping in touch is important. So words and conversation and connection are a lot more important than the physical over the time of a relationship. So understanding that and working at that stuff. For those who are missing the physical touch aspect, what are some options for 
keeping sexy from a distance. This is also a time to perfect your sexting techniques and master the sexy selfie. You've got a lot of time on your hands and um, you can practice sort of online sexy things for your partner. Um, if you want to emulate touch, look into Teledildonics products where one partner can wear a product that will vibrate or stimulate them in certain ways, sexy ways, and the other person can control it over the internet or telephone. So we vibe do a lot of um, products like that, and they're they're quite well researched. And I think there's going to be a resurgence, uh, like a huge increase in sales of these products. Other things you can do are read erotic stories to each other. Oh yeah, where, even read. Where can people find erotic stories to read to each other, or do you mean write them and then read them out? Yeah, oh my God, write them. That's even better. Uh, lots of people are into that. You can find erotic stories at eroticstories.com or Cliteracture or various other sites out there that people put stuff up. Some of it's paid subscription. Some of it you get free stories. You can make recordings of your voice and send to your partner saying sexy things or reading stories. Uh, make a mixtape or a playlist. Share your fantasies. Anticipation is a really sexy thing. And yes, it can be frustrating too. It just depends on how you spin it. And then, you know, there's always phone sex. And I think next time we chat about this in a couple of weeks, we're going to talk a little bit more about how to do phone sex well. Yeah, I, I, I feel like when um I am ca catching up with people on the phone, it's hard not to talk about the the, the obvious things, uh, coronavirus and the like. So, yeah. Do, what, how do you feel about banning pandemic talk when you're catching up with a, a potential lover? I think, uh, or even with friends, yeah, it's just even if you're talking, I think it can be like, hey, let's have a no pandemic conversation rule, or get it all over with. Let's spend 10, 15 minutes or whatever going blah 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 lockdown blah blah, and then just say, right, that's enough. We're going to talk about life, you know, and what. A, what are we doing? You can talk about, remember the good old days. You can also talk about the things that you're doing in lockdown. There's a lot of really innovative things happening right now. I spent yesterday dancing around because uh, there was lots of live stream day clubbing stuff on. And it was a really great day to do things like that. Um, there are people doing performances. There's all kinds of things happening online now to keep us entertained. Yeah, let's talk about some of the opportunities there are out there to meet other people. If you are still looking for love, what can you do? Uh, Where can you go? There are your traditional dating apps, of course, but what else is there? There are, and please note the dating apps are not encouraging you to meet people in, in person. They're like, it's all very well to sort of, you know, use our algorithms and chit chat, but no meeting. So what you can do is meet in the chat room. You, if you can have a Zoom conversation or a Skype conversation, you can go to a, an online museum together, stroll around and talk about the art, you know, like it was a real life date. There's lots and lots of things. There's zoos that have um, cameras of their animals out. There are plenty of places you can go virtually, but you could go together. Like both of you could be looking at that and you could be talking. You can be watching a movie together and sending each other messages while you're watching it. So All sorts of what are the sorts of apps and websites that help facilitate that uh, both doing the same thing at the same time or looking at the same thing at the same time? Oh, my goodness. There are tons. I haven't um, got a big list of them, but I might try and get some for next time. Yeah, that's online is good. Twitch TV is good for music festivals and performances and things like that. The other day I was chatting to my friend in New Zealand and she watched me cooking 
um, I made a curry. And she was just like, this is so much fun because we used to be housemates. This is so much fun. It's like I'm back in the room with you. So you can cook together. You can talk together. You can take online classes together. There's a lot of things that you can do. And, you know, the worst case scenario out of this is you might get a good friend. You know, it doesn't have to be a hot date at the end of the pandemic. You could just make a whole bunch of really good buddies where you're doing all of these cool things together. Hey, one thing we want to do today on Let's Talk About Sex, based on a text that came in last time we caught up, someone saying that listening to FBI radio is such a green flag for a potential date with someone. Well, producer Jenna has taken that to the next level and we're actually going to be doing a matchmaking service. So if you're listening right now and you want to be matched up with someone who has potential similar tastes in music to you, why don't you send us a text with your email address and we'll get the Google form out to you. The text line is 04 09-945-945. We'll be talking a little bit more about that matchmaking service when we come back. But right now, local music from Latifah T. This is Cupid, FBI 94.5. Latifah T on mornings with Cupid, which is what we're keen to play with you on Let's Talk About Sex. Bridie Tenner is my name and Tanya Coons is with me, our resident sexologist, relationships counsellor and pleasure activist. Now, Tanya, last fortnight we got a text. Ben in Marrickville was uh, suggesting that we run an FBI matchmaking service and we're really into this idea. Yes, this would be a nice bow to add to my string, matchmaking. (laughs) (laughs) So obviously you aren't able to go out and meet people in uh, real life at the moment. So we've just looked at a few different things that FBI listeners might be interested in, like uh, what's your desert island record, what's your favourite show on FBI, that sort of thing. And we're going to try and link up people with similar interests and uh, hopefully send you on a virtual date. This sounds like such a great idea. So please be aware we don't have an algorithm. <laughs> this is just uh, with some fun that we want to put in touch for people, people in touch. But we also want you to, you know, have your virtual date and then tell us about it so that we can, you know, maybe get some great tips from you or maybe give you some advice if it didn't go so well. Yeah, so get in touch. We'll send you the Google form, hook you up on a virtual date with someone we think you match well with, and then hopefully you're keen to come on in a fortnight's time and tell us how it went and maybe give us a, a few tips about, you know, what what people can do so their virtual dates run as smoothly as possible. As we've all probably found out in the last few week, weeks, uh, internet connections, lagging, that sort of thing can really ruin the flow of a good conversation. So that's what we're also going to be touching on next week on Let's Talk About Sex is how to maximise this uh, this virtual connection thing and how to take a better, you know, sexy selfie and write a better sex and, and have conversations that flow a little easier using the internet. Yeah, absolutely. We'll, yeah, we'll do some phone sex, but I really also want to hear about how these dates go. Yeah, so if you are keen, all you have to do is send your email address right now to FBI's text line and we will hit you back with that Google form so we can get you matched up. The text line to hit us on is 0409-945-945. Just send your name and your email address. Producer Jenna will get in contact with you and we will get the ball rolling. 
So excited for next fortnight's chat, Tanya. Thank you so much for joining me on Let's Talk About Sex today. Always a pleasure, Brady. See you soon. Virtual hug to you. Yeah. <laughs> that was Let's Talk About Sex on Mornings. This is Cheesy Love Song by The Lazy Eyes on FBI. Maybe